Praise the Lord. It's time to get started. Come on, stand to your feet as we do this simple, simple little song that says God is doing something wonderful in me. Is he doing anything wonderful in your life? I believe he is because I'm looking at you right now. Come on, put your hands together. Here we go. God is doing. 
so complete. of worship one more time. We come this morning to uplift your holy name. We come to give you praise and thanksgiving, Lord, for you worthy to be praised. Lord, we acknowledge our faults, but we thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness and your just and your righteousness to forgive us for our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We thank you, dear Heavenly Father, for we are so grateful now, Lord, as we intercede for those that are in need, we lift them up right now, especially those that are in need for shelter, those that are in need for healing, those that are in need for direction, Lord, we lift them up to you right now. We also intercede for those that, that may be in the hospital, that may be in the nursing homes or uh, homeless folks, Lord, those that are in need. And we pray to Heavenly Father for those that may be behind jailhouse doors and prisons, Lord. We pray that your word comes in a mighty way that they may find the good news about your son, Jesus Christ, the Prince of Peace, the God of hope. We know to Heavenly Father that there is no other name that has power like the name of Jesus. We thank you, dear Heavenly Father. Now, Lord, we ask that you continue to bless us, guide us, under the power of your Holy Spirit. And we thank you for your Son, Jesus Christ, who gave the ultimate price that we may have eternal life. Now, Lord, we also intercede for our nation, for our country, for this city, for our state, for this church, Lord. For our pastor and his family, we ask that you continue to bless and give him direction. Now, the Heavenly Father, we don't know what you're going to do, but we know whatever you do, it's going to be glorious. And so, Lord, we thank you right now. And prepare our hearts and renew our spirit. It is in your Son, Jesus Christ's name we do pray. Amen. Beautiful. Beautiful. Oh, what's your love for me. 
just happy to present our deacon that will lead us in our fun devotional service. For the deacons. Good morning, K. Chapel. Anybody here happy to be in the house of prayer one more time? Look like 11 o'clock service, come to worship the Lord this morning. If you would, please join these deacons this morning as we lead you in the devotion, devotional period. Brother Morris Dixon will come with scripture, a prayer by Brother Sam Thornton, song by Driscoll Duvall, responsive reading by Brother Steve Collins, and our congregational hymn be by Brother Thomas Owens. morning. Our scripture for the day comes from Acts chapter 2, and it starts at verse um, 42. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, and to fellowship, and to breaking of bread, and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe in the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together in everything in common. They sold property, possessions, and gave to anyone in need. Oh, every day, they continued to meet together at the temple court. They broke bread in their homes. They ate together and was glad with sincere hearts, praising God in all favor and all people. And the Lord added their numbers, and the daily there were being saved. God's word for God's people. Right. I don't know about you, but I lift my hand to thee. No other help I know. If thou wilt draw thyself from me, oh, where shall I go? Holy Father, we come today. We come knowing or accepting. We come, oh Lord, in the name of Jesus, thanking you for this day. We thank you, O oh God, for watching over us last night while we slum and slept. We didn't know where we were, but you allowed your angel to guide our bedside. And this morning you saw fit to touch it with the finger of our divine love, and we looked around, everybody was well. We pray, O oh God, you touch each of us individually and collectively. We pray, O oh God, that they might hide your holy and righteous word in our hearts, that they might not sin against thee. You said that there, you are the way, the truth, and the light. You said that no man should come into you but by the Father. Or we lift you up and we magnify your name because your name is above all names. Or we give you the honor, we give you the glory. We pray for those who can't find their way. We pray that you touch the man that's going to bring your word this morning. We pray that something may be said or done that somebody that are lost may come running saying, what should I do? Oh, Father, we pray now that you'll stand in the need and be those who need you in the need of prayer. We pray for those who are hospitalized. We pray for those who are bereaved. We pray for those that need a special blessing this morning. Touch those in the nursing home this morning. Pray for our family. We pray individually and collectively. We pray for each and every one that know you, Lord. We lift you up and we magnify your name. We don't own nothing. We don't know nothing, but you know everything. Because you said in your way, Father, if you be lifted up, you'll do the drawing. Oh, we thank you for your son, Jesus, who went on yonder's cross. That he died, that we might have a right to the tree of life. And on the third day, he rolled with all power, heaven and earth. 
Oh, we lift you up now. We magnify your name. And when we're gone, the last time out of the way, oh, we got to go in somewhere. Somewhere we got to go in. We pray in your holy and righteous name. Well, you say, come on in, my good and faithful servant. There you have been a ruler over a few things. But here, my brother and my sister, come on in and be at rest. I'll make you rule a minute. For we ask in Jesus' name we pray bad. God is so good. You know, at times we live, you got to trust in the Lord. Um, and I had this song on my mind, and I wanted to go ahead and sing this song. Uh, we will sing, I will trust in the Lord.
responsive reading? Now that we have been. Let's start it over, please. Responsive reading, all. Now that we have been justified by his blood, will we be saved through him from the wrath of God? Amen. Amen. morning. Our congregation is the blood will never lose its power. Let's sing it like we know it never lost its power. All right. Yes. The blood that Jesus shed. The blood that Jesus shed. Number two, it soothes my doubt. It soothes, it soothes my doubts and calms my fears and it dries all my tears. The blood, the blood that gives me strength from day. say amen. Amen. Can you say amen for this army of deacons in front of us? Amen. Amen. Y'all look good. Thank God for you all leading us in our devotional moment and thank God for each of you my brothers and sisters in Christ for this is the day that the Lord has made. 
we are rejoicing and we are glad in it. Amen. 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 Do me a favor. Ask your neighbor, will you act funny if I give God praise? Ask them again, will you act funny if I give God praise? Now, now if they said they ain't going to act funny, why don't we just go on and give God some praise this morning? If, if you're thankful this morning, can anybody tell the Lord thank you? If you know God has been good to you, can you go on and worship him like the good God that he is? Somebody ought to shout hallelujah. I know he's been good. Yeah. What an awesome God. What a mighty God. What a good God we serve. The Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting. And his truth endures to all generations. Hallelujah. Glory to the Lamb of God. Brother Thibbeen, won't you come and lead us further now in our worship service? God bless you. I think we're off to a good start. Don't you think so? The Lord is in this place and it just makes me feel good. Thank you, Brother Deacons, for leading us thus far. And this time now, we're going to ask that we all again get involved in the service. And we're going to ask that we just prepare to sing one wonderful song. Uh, just of course, the choir will do that. The children are ready. Well, we're going to ask the ushers, if you would, prepare to take, and we're going to ask you to prepare to give in the benevolent offering at this time. Choir, ushers.
Let us pray. Father God, we come now thanking you for the blessing of this day. We thank you, O oh Lord, for the opportunity to return to this place. And Father, you allowed us to wake up this morning in our right mind. Father, we love you and we need you. We ask, O oh Lord, that you would just continue to keep your loving arms around us. Now, Father, for this offering, we ask that you would accept it in the name of thy son, Jesus, in whose name I pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for your gifts this morning, and I know that you will be more than blessed. I want to pause now and just give you a few announcements. To the K Chapel Mission Baptist Church, we would like to extend our thank you for the plant you sent in memory of our mother, Mrs. Allie Jackson. Please continue to uplift us in your prayers. And this comes from uh, Reverend Jackson and family in Starksville, Mississippi. Also, this is uh, one small word that says so much. A very special thank you to Reverend Buckley, the Deacon's Ministry, and the entire K Chapel family. Deacon Joe Lawrence appreciates all that you did. He's doing much better now, and this is from one of the sisters, Bobby Hodge. May God continue to bless the K Chapel family. Also, your thoughtfulness at this difficult time is appreciated, and this comes from Sister Emma McGriffin. And also, <clears throat> to our KTF family, there's not enough words to fully express our heartfelt thanks for the symphony prayers, flows, and support that was extended to our family during the loss of our brother, and that's Robert Earl Turner. Please continue to pray for us as we continue to heal and move forward. Again, thank you so very much, and this comes from Clara Turner Ford and Brenda Turner Coffey. I believe these are announcements now we have here. We'll get some additional announcements from the media. Media? If you're on for an upcoming event on Saturday, February the 23rd from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m., Cade will host a prom dress drive in the Family Life Center. This event is in support of Her Prom Closet Jackson 2019, which is sponsored by Couture Cares. The event is open to 11th and 12th grade girls who are members of Cade or who attend the Jackson Public High Schools. Girls must be recommended by their high school counselors or principals or the Cade Chapel Youth Director. All girls attending this event will receive a free prom dress of her choosing, accessories, and a clutch bag. We're asking K-Chapel members to support this drive by donating gently used or new prom or after five dresses. For more information, please contact Martha McRaven Oliver at 601-207-4352. DVDs of the 2019 Christmas Cantata will be available for purchase on next Sunday in the sound booth. The DVD is available for only $5. The Deaconess Ministry has been planning a fun-filled event for mothers and daughters. This activity is open to girls ages 8 through 12 and will take place on Saturday, February the 16th from 10 a.m. to 12.30. Be sure to stop by the Old Fellowship Hall today to sign up and for more information. Ladies. Be sure to save the date for our Women's Day shopping trip coming up on Saturday, April the 6th, as we travel to the premium outlets of Gulfport, Mississippi. The cost is only $35. More information coming soon. Oh, and men, if you're needing some brownie points, and trust me, you probably are, this trip would make an excellent Valentine's Day gift. So you got a little time to be getting your coins together so you can pay for that shopping trip. 
father and daughter Saturday morning event will take place on March the 2nd. This activity is for girls ages 13 through 18. Space is limited, so sign up today by texting me and dad to 70000. And please be sure to check your bulletins and the bulletin boards for additional announcements and upcoming community events. And to share your ministry news with the K-Chapel family, just send an email to kchapelannouncements at yahoo.com or you can go to the Submit Info tab on the K-Chapel app. But be sure to get your announcements in by noon on Tuesday of each week. Bless you. This time now, we're going to just pause and recognize our visitors. Visitors, we want you to know when you're here, you certainly help us to make our services what we would like them to be. And when you're not here, excuse me, we miss you. We're going to ask all visitors, if you would, please stand up. Stand up, visitors. If you're not yet a member of this congregation, we're going to ask you bless to please stand. You. Hey, Amen. Man, isn't Amen. that a blessing? Woo. Won't you remain standing for just a moment? God bless you. I want you to know on behalf of our senior pastor, Reverend Reginald Buckley, our pastor, Minister, and Horace Buckley, and all the members of the KHF family, just so happy to choose to know that you came to worship with us today. We know that you could have gone in place. We thank God for your presence here. While you're standing, listen, we're going to give you something you can only get here at KHF Missionary Baptist Church. This is our fellowship here. Won't you reach out and welcome your neighbor? Welcome to KHF.
prostrate fall. Bring forth and crown him. seed of Israel's race. presence of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Listen, do want to remind you that this afternoon at 3 p.m. we will be at the new uh, at the um, Mount Nebo Baptist Church uh, for the 18th anniversary of Pastor uh, Mrs. John Wicks. Uh, the Voices of Love Choir will be joining us and I'll be uh, bringing the message and so we invite all of you uh, to come and share with us during that service. Uh, we want to make sure that we celebrate that in grand style with our, our sister church. Amen. Amen. Also, listen, we, we are already, believe it or not, this is the fourth Sunday of January. We're already just about finished with the first month of 2019. Amen. Didn't, didn't it go fast? Wow, wow, wow. And, and so uh, for those of you who have been with us for some time, you know that in February, February we dedicate here at K-Chapel as 28 days of prayer and consecration, 28 days of prayer and fasting. And this year is no exception. We want you to uh, recognize that on, on the, this Wednesday, this Wednesday at Bible study, we will have those uh, pamphlets uh, available for you, the handouts available for you that will take you throughout the month of February with devotionals, uh, with, with uh, meditations, with things that you can do uh, to increase and strengthen your spiritual walk and spiritual journey uh, with God through Jesus Christ. Listen, I believe this. If you want to grow, you don't wish growth. You don't even hope growth. You do growth. Amen. Amen. If you want to grow, you have to do something. Amen. You have to stretch yourself. You have to engage in the spiritual disciplines and practices. And so uh, these 28 days are meant exactly to do exactly that, to help you do those things that will aid in your spiritual health and, and development. Also, listen, if you plan on fasting this month, if you plan on fasting with us this month, do me a favor, make sure you get cleared by your physician before you do so, particularly if you are taking diff different medications or on different diets and things of that nature. Make sure your physician knows and gives you approval or clearance because I don't want you saying what your pastor made you do. Amen, somebody. And the deacons don't want you saying that either. And the trustees don't want you saying that either. Amen. Amen. We want you to make sure your, your doctor, your physician is aware of that and gives his or her 
approval for your fasting. And this, and then also we have a fasting guide, a fasting devotional and guide prepared for you as well that will explain the process of fasting, the purpose of fasting, how to prepare your body and your mind for the fast, and in fact, how to come off of the fast once you've done that. Uh, for, for some of you who won't be able to give up food for a particular amount of time, there are other acts of self-denial included in that fasting devotional and guide. And so you can get that also on Wednesday of this week here at Bible Study. So there's no reason for anyone not to participate. Amen? Amen. Now listen, if you're going to do 28 days, show of hands. How many of you are going to do 28 days? Okay. If your neighbor's hand's not up, ask them, what's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? Say, what's wrong, what's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? I'm, say, ask them, what's wrong with you? Amen. Amen. All right, show of hands now. You're going to do 28 days? Oh, that looks better. That looks a little bit better. God bless you. God bless you. I just, I just realized that we had a special person in the um, congregation this morning, and I'm just going to ask, Brother Gross, stand up. We're just so happy to stand up, Brother Gross. Stand up. Yes, sir, the general. <laughs> Bless you, sir. <laughs> yes, we thank God for Brother Gross. Brother Gross uh, came back, and, and, and we shared in a few words, and I told him, I told him I would love for him to say a few words this morning. He said, listen, I, I want to I wanna give it a few weeks. I want to have my full testimony. And when I have my full testimony, I'll tell the church everything. Amen? So we're going to be waiting for the full testimony. Amen? God bless you. God bless you. I, I wish I had known that. You'd been in trouble, brother. <laughs> no, no, not really. This time now, again, we're going to pause for our final offering for the morning. And this is our tithe and offering, and we ask that you prepare to give as you have been so blessed. And now I'm going to tell you what, it always say you can't be God-given. Amen. We're going to ask you to prepare to give now as you have been so blessed after this spoken word from the pulpit. And Jacob vowed a vow, saying, If God will be with me and will keep me in this way that I go and will give me bread to eat, and raiment to put on, so that I come again to my father's house in peace. Then shall the Lord be my God, and this stone which I have set for a pillar shall be God's house, and of all that thou shalt give me, I will surely give the tenth unto thee. May the Lord add his blessings to the readers, hearers, and doers of his holy word. Choir. Ushers.
men. At this time, we're going to ask this choir if they would do one final selection for us, and after which we should be ready for the wonderful, wonderful sermon of the day.
Anybody know he deserves it this morning? Does he deserve it? Does he deserve a hallelujah in this house? Does he deserve a thank you, Jesus? Somebody's got a hallelujah in your spirit. You've been holding it for this service. You need to go on and get it out right now. You got some time. Why don't you give him a great big hallelujah? A great big thank you? Because he deserves it. Hey! Come on, say hallelujah. hands and bless the name of the Lord with everything you got you ought to tell him hallelujah bless you the name of the Lord hallelujah he deserves it he deserves it he deserves it <laughs> he deserves it in fact Paul said it's just reasonable he said that's a reasonable service Present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto your God, which is just reasonable. He deserves it. He deserves it. For all that God gives to us, certainly he deserves our praise. Bless you, Brother Poindexter. Amen. Bless you, man. Bless you. Bless you. Fresh wind and these young people. I want to invite your attention to the book of Acts, Acts chapter number two. I want to begin reading at the 42nd verse. I'm going to be reading from the New Living Translation, the book of Acts, Acts chapter two, beginning with verse number 42. There you will find these words recorded. All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to do prayer and to prayer. 
A deep sense of awe came over them all, and the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. And all the believers met together in one place and shared everything they had. They sold their property and possessions and shared the money with those in need. They worshiped together at the temple each day, met in homes for the Lord's Supper, and shared their meals with great joy and generosity, all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I want to talk this morning from the subject, the power of Christian community. The power of Christian community. Jesus was in a conversation one day with his disciples when he posed what would become perhaps the most pivotal question of all of his ministry. He asked the question, who do men say I am? After some discussion between he and the disciples, it was Peter who made the statement, thou art the Christ, son of the living God. At which Jesus responded, Upon this rock, I will build my church. The gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Hear that again. Upon this rock, I will build my church. The church. This called out body of baptized believers then is the brainchild and the bride of Christ himself. He called it my church. And so since it belongs to him, since the church is Jesus' idea, since the church is built upon him, since he is the founder, the head, and the cornerstone of it, it stands the reason that we should from time to time evaluate ourselves to determine how we measure up to what Christ envisioned for his church to be. In other words, there are certain things that the church ought to be known for. Certain things that the church ought to do. Certain ways the church ought to act. Certain rituals that the church ought to practice. And certain characteristics that the church ought to embody. For embodying these characteristics then distinguish the church from every other institution on earth. One of the special, one of the distinguishing qualities and features that make the church so unique and so special is the power of Christian community. Community. What we do and how we do it is in fact one of the distinguishing characteristics of Christ's church. When you begin to examine the birth of the church and its early inception in the book of Acts, we are immediately drawn to the fact that it was a spirit-filled body of believers that grew exponentially under the threat of persecution. They were being killed and threatened to be killed and still 
they grew. If you declared the name of Jesus, you were a target for persecution and crucifixion. And still, they grew. And anybody concerned about church growth would be both inspired and challenged by this phenomenon because how is it that under the threat of death and persecution that the early church could grow so quickly and yet in a culture where we are free to practice our religious, religious worship, the church is just sort of limping along. Pick up a few members here, a few members there, and the church celebrates that. What was it about then this early church that it inspired and it maintained such commitment and such devotion among its membership to the point that they were willing to risk death in order to be a part of it? What, what did they have that people were willing to die to be associated with it? Perhaps you will say it was the power of the Holy Spirit. And I wouldn't argue with you on that point. Certainly the convicting and converting power of the Holy Ghost is central in the development of the early church. The Holy Ghost makes his arrival on the day of Pentecost and fills that small band of Jesus followers with power to do signs and wonders that cause others to give themselves to the cause of Christ. No doubt the workings of the Holy Ghost is a primary reason for the growth of the early church. But I still believe there was something else. I believe that the power of the early church rested in the fact that it was as much a relational body as it was a spiritual body. What are you saying, preacher? In other words, there was as much of a commitment to each other as there was a commitment to the spiritual disciplines and practices. There was as much commitment to fellowshipping as there was to fasting. There was as much commitment to playing with each other as there was to praying for one another. As much commitment to sharing resources with each other as there was to showing up to temple to worship together. <laughs> let, let me put it like this. They understood that they couldn't get to God going around each other. They recognized that they were not going to be able to worship God fully and completely while ignoring the person right next to them. They said, no, I, we, there's no way that, that I can glorify God and ignore my brother. That there's no way I can serve God and ignore my sister. And so there was as much a relational aspect as there was. In fact, in fact, I would dare say that they recognized that the spiritual was informed by their relational. And whereas we see them as two separate things, they saw them as one in the same. However, the modern church seems to want to separate the two out and trying to be spiritual without being relational. A lot of believers are going through life 
trying to be spiritual without the burden of being relational. Trying to be spiritual without the responsibility of being relational. Trying to be spiritual without the obligation of being relational. I'm going to prove it to you. You try to come to church, get out of church, and leave without anybody saying anything to you. That's spiritual without relational. That, that, that's let me do the God thing without doing the human thing. And you counted a good Sunday if you could just get to your car. Before anybody get to you. Yep, I'm talking about you. I'm afraid that this contemporary church, this 21st century church in its rush for spiritual fervor and expression, in its zeal to discover and exercise spiritual gifts, in its focus on spiritual growth and development, the church has overlooked and in some cases forsaken the relational aspect and power of the church. We want to be more spiritual, but we search for it in isolation. We want to be more spiritual, but we look for it in self-contained compartments of spiritualism and practices and rituals and habits. And while it is good to have all of these spiritual disciplines in place in order to foster and support spiritual growth, you can pray, fast, give, meditate, and study the word of God. But if you are not in relationship with your brother and your sister, you will still miss the greater power power of the church the greater power of the church is contained in this thing called community in other words there are some things you just can't get by yourself there's a part to your spiritual growth that you will not get to on your own you need somebody in this church to get on your nerves. Y'all ain't talking to me in here. You need that person to try you, to test you, to push you, and to push back. Because in so doing, there is, watch this, the sharpening. Iron sharpens iron. You need that person rubbing up against you. you. You need that person challenging you. You, you need that other person encouraging you. you. You need that person giving you their own testimony. You need the inspiration from that other person. You need us and we need you. Seems to be this recognition in the early church. And this understanding in the early church that if they were going to grow spiritually, both collectively and individually, then they had to do so as a body. They had to do it together. They had to do it in conjunction with one another. One could not grow on their own, but rather in community with each other. So the Bible says in verse number 42, verse number 42 says, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. They devoted, somebody say devoted. They devoted themselves, that is to say, they gave themselves to the spiritual disciplines and practices of the apostles' doctrine. That's, that's learning. 
the word of God. They gave themselves to practicing the Lord's Supper. They devoted themselves to the spiritual discipline of prayer. All of that is spiritual. But then watch this. It also says that they devoted themselves to fellowshipping and to the sharing of meals. I love the fact the way the New Living Translation put it. It says that, that because it, it, it parses them out and says there is the Lord's Supper, but there's also your supper. See, when they came together, they didn't just eat bread and wine, but, but somebody made a pot of greens and, and somebody baked some fish and, and, and somebody baked some cornbread. And, and after they finished the Lord's Supper, yeah. Then they had their supper, which I had a witness in here. What, what, what are you saying? I'm saying that they recognize that in this thing called Christian community, there is the spiritual, but there is also the relational. There is the relational. Where we do life together. Christian community where people actually know each other. Christian community where people support one another. Christian community where somebody's needs were met by somebody else's surplus. It's Christian community where people took the time to see each other, to see each other, to see, e to see each other. And what God was doing in their midst. So three things and I'll be letting you go home. The first thing that this text suggests about Christian community is that Christian community offers the abiding sense of God's active presence. Christian community, when Christians get together, that offers in that context the abiding sense of God's active presence. Verse 42 and 43 says, All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. Verse 30, 43, And deep, a deep sense of awe came over them all. A deep sense of awe came over them all. When they did, watch this, when they did the spiritual and the relational, a deep sense of of all came over them. When, when they practiced Christian community, they, the result was all. Within this devoted community of believers, there was a, why, why? What could have caused them to be in all? They were in all for the same reason that believers who get together now oftentimes leave in all. It is amazing when, 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 when people of the same spirit get together and after exchanging, you know, stories of the week or the month and pleasantries and, 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 and perhaps the, 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 the conversation changes to something a little more serious and before you know it, we start talking in spiritual ways and maybe start sensing that, 
that God is doing something in your life or what does this mean or, or how do I deal with this and, and before you know it you start talking about how God got you through that and, and, and what the Lord did for you and, and you start remembering that, that you were sick with that thing but God turned it around and before you know it you all are encouraging each other and you realize that the God who worked in your life worked in her life and the God who worked in his life moved in her life and before you know it you're standing in awe of this God who is active? This God who, this God, this God, this God who is still touching situations and healing diseases, this God who is still transforming lives and saving the lost, this God who is still binding the broken and lifting the downtrodden and strengthening the weak and restoring the hurt, this God who is redirecting the wayward, reclaiming the disillusioned, reestablishing the fallen, this God who still opens closed doors and moves stubborn mountains and defeats strong enemies and calms raging storms, this God who removes fears and lifts burdens and makes ways we stand in all of this God and when believers get together and share testimonies and start comparing notes and check God's records of faithfulness oftentimes we are left amazed and in awe in awe of how God is still doing it in awe that, that we got together and I could encourage you and you could encourage me and we didn't even know what the other was going through. In all that, that I just opened up to you and when I opened up to you and became transparent with you, it allowed you to share your, your testimony with me and I didn't even know you had been through that. Just in all that, that you don't look like what you've been through. And if God covered you like that, I'm just in awe. A deep sense of awe suggests that they were all spiritually sensitive and saw the hand of God and the will of God and the works of God being made manifest in their lives together. And it caused them to be in awe. Second thing, second thing, when believers, when believers band together and do life together, there is within that Christian community context, there is the extraordinary expression of authentic empathy. The extraordinary expression of authentic empathy. Verse 44, all the believers met together, it says, in one place and shared everything they had. They sold their property and possessions and shared the money with those in need. Let me read that again because some of you are wondering if that said what it said. And all the believers met together in one place and shared everything they had. They sold their property and possessions and shared the money. Don't try to erase it. It's right there. That's in your Bible. They sold their property and possessions and shared the money with those in need. And all the believers met together in one place and shared. Sh shared is messing with somebody right there. Just shared. Wait a minute. They shared? You mean my, I got to share in Christian community? I got, I'm expected to share. This is my stuff. 
I bought this. I got this. I worked for this. This is mine. Y'all ain't talking to me. I'm talking about what makes Christian communities so dynamic is the willing that is the fact that Christians are willing to share. To see where God has blessed me. To see where there is need in your life. And be willing to share. They shared everything they had, verse 44. They sold their property and possessions and shared the money with those in need. There then is the authentic, the extraordinary expression of authentic empathy. Empathy means that I recognize and I join you in your journey. I don't just watch this. I don't just look at you, but I see you where you are and I join you in that journey so that you don't go through what you're going through by yourself. That's empathy. Empathy, empathy, empathy is, is not me looking at you, but me seeing you and then joining you in that journey. Are you hearing me? So, so that when you suffer, you don't suffer by yourself. And when you celebrate, you don't celebrate by yourself. You know, because there's some folk who, who actually like, like, like a pity party more than they do a celebration party. They, they feel better crying and grieving than they do shouting hallelujah. Amen, amen. But, but, but this says that when you are up, I'm with you. And when you're down, I'm with you. Do I have a witness in here? Watch this. And when I share with you, I share with you when you are in need. This goes back. This goes back. Watch this. This goes right back to the idea. And I mentioned this some time ago. This goes back to the idea of not looking at people, but seeing people. Because I'm convinced that what happens in a lot of modern churches, contemporary churches, is that a lot of people are looking at each other and never seeing each other. And I'm looking at you, and, and I, 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 I'm looking at what looks like a well-put-together person. I'm looking at, and that, that's what a lot of us do. We just look. We just look. We, we, don't, we don't care to see. We just want to look. We, we, because it's easier to look. It's easier to look because when I look, I can tell uh, that that don't match that, and that, that tie don't match that suit, and that, 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 that hat don't match that, 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 those shoes. I'm just looking at you. I'm just looking at you. And I'm not look, really seeing what's going on. Y'all not talking to me in here. I'm just looking. And, and a lot of Christians would rather look than see. Because if I look, watch this, I don't have to get involved. When I see, I have to get involved and invested. So I'd rather just look because if I look, I can stay on the outside and just talk about you. If I look, I don't have to get involved in the drama of your life. If I'm just looking, but if I see you, then I'm drawn to you and I have to do something about it. Help me preach this thing. Listen, we need more Christians and more believers and more born-again, sold-out saints who are seeing each other rather than looking at each other. Because if I see you, I can't ignore you. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Don't you know that people 
who don't want you to see them know how to cover themselves? I'm going to say that again. People who don't want you to see them know how to cover themselves. And there are a lot of folk who look like a million bucks. But if you start seeing them and stop looking at them. See, you're looking at you looking at the Saruti suit. You, you're looking at the St. John suit. You, you're looking at what they got on. You don't see the brokenness. You don't see the loneliness. You don't see the emptiness. You don't see the bitterness. You don't see what's going on emotionally and mentally and psychologically. You don't see the spiritual struggle. You don't see it. Sometimes because they don't want you to. But Christian community is daring to get beyond the superficial and seeing people where they are and who they are at that moment in time. That's what, that's, that's, that was the power of this early church in Acts. They solved the need and decided to share and not be greedy. Somebody had something, somebody needed something, and if I got it and you need it, you get it. If I got it and you need it, you get it. If you got it and I need it, I better have it. Because we're in community. We're in community. That is the power power of the church yes they worship together in temple so says verse number 46 yes they worship together at temple each day they met in homes for the Lord's Supper they shared their meals with great joy and generosity they they did the spiritual they worshiped in temple each day but watch this they also met in homes watch this they went to church but they ain't stay in church y'all ain't talking to me they went to church, but they ain't live in church. They went to church. Some of y'all need some lives outside of church. I know you didn't expect your preacher to say that this morning. They went to church. They didn't live in church. They had homes, and they visited each other in their homes. In other words, they did life outside of the church so that they carried the church with them into their homes. Watch this. And in that way, they were not living dual lives. My church life and my home. No, no, they're the same thing. I'm not one person on the Sabbath and another person on No, no, I'm the same person. And you can come to my house and see the same person there. We worship together, but we also do life together. You've got, we've got to be the kind of church and community where we do life together. Young people, young people, I, I said this at 8 o'clock, my millennials and, and young adults and even you, you, you teenagers, listen, y'all know, y'all know, y'all know, y'all know, y'all know, know, I love, put my phone in. 
Amen. 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 What a wonderful, what a wonderful tool this is. What a wonderful tool. Y'all got your smartphone? Why y'all acting like y'all don't hear me now? I'm going to ask you again before I front you. Y'all got your smartphone? Show of hands, who got your phone? Okay. See how they do? They acting like, see how they doing? What's wrong with them? Great tool. Great tool. I love the, we love the phones. I love the phone too. Love the phone. Love the phone. Love the phone. Love what it can do. Right? I can talk to folk and have conversation with folk that I don't even know. Right? If y'all, any of y'all play them games and, and, and you playing with folk from Tokyo and folk from everywhere else, and you don't even know them, you just know their, 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 their sign name. And you, I mean, it's all kind of stuff you can do with your phone. But what, what I want to say to y'all is, is don't confuse this with relationships. That's all I'm saying. Don't confuse this with relationships. Don't, don't, don't get me wrong. You can have a lot of fun with this. And you can talk to a lot of people and have a lot of conversation with this. But folk lie on this. Y'all do know that, right? Oh, I can be somebody. I mean, I can be 6'3", 180 pounds, chiseled. Y'all ain't talking to me in here. Have a hair full of hair, head full of hair, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I could be all of that on this. Y'all ain't talking. Y'all act like y'all don't. Amen. <laughs> Some of the children, they feeling me now. All I'm saying is don't be confused about the reality. This, oftentimes they call this virtual reality. They call it that for a reason. It's virtually, no, it ain't real. It's just kind of real. Virtual reality. Don't get a, and, and what I really want to say to you is this. What I really want to say to you is, even if you're starting, listen to me, even if you're starting communications and conversations with people, right, and that's the beginning of, of a friendship, don't confuse that with a deep relationship. It's, it's got to go further than texts and Snapchats and tweets and however y'all do it today. It, it's got to go further than that. And, and here's the thing. Here's the thing. And I know what I'm talking about uh, because, because what I don't want you guys doing, for real. Can I talk to them for a second? What, what, I, what I don't, what I don't, turn me off. What I don't, what I don't, what I don't want you guys doing is, is getting caught up in, in, in a virtual relationship and then you get your heart broken over something that ain't real in the first place. That's really what I don't want you to do. Okay, hear me. I, I, I don't want you to put yourself out there like that where, where you are investing in something and you're thinking that, no, we, we, we in love, we in love. No, you, you ain't seen them past their neck. Come on. Hey, college people, real talk. 
This goes for y'all too, the ones in college. Listen, I was talking to somebody the other day. They told me, they told me what they do now in college is they, 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 they just walk around and they Instagram them in themselves and they're in, they, they in relationships right now. This is my relationship. And, and I'm, showing, I'm, I'm showing everybody who I'm with, right? Because I'm just, that's my relation. That's my world. That's my world. Real talk. I didn't know it. Some of, the, some of the college people were telling me about this. And I'm like, wow, so that's, that's where it is now. And, and the danger with that, the, the danger with, listen, hear me again. I'm not, I'm not preaching against technology. What I'm saying to you is take time to deepen the relationship and know who you're dealing with. That's what I'm saying. Know who you're dealing with. Because it may not be what you think it is. Am I helping anybody? How did I get on there? Cell phone. Thank you. All right. All right. That's what it was. Yeah. So, 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 so. Uh, they were in relationship with each other. They took time. Watch this. Here it is. They took time to do church and home. And they balanced. They balanced the two. There's a, there's a time and a place for everything. You don't have to spend your whole life in church to be a good Christian. I wish. I'm, I'm trying to help somebody. You, you don't have to sit on the front row to be a good Christian. You, 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 can, you can have your friends over at your house with some chicken wings and some spaghetti and be a good Christian. I ain't tell you what to drink. I didn't tell you what to drink. I just said chicken and spaghetti. Y'all looking at me trying to go further. No, I left it there intentionally. Get me in trouble up here. Here it is. I'm finished. Here it is. Here it is. Write it down. I'm through. A growing gathering of goodwill people. The Bible says, the text ends right here. It says basically this in the New, New King James or King James Version. It says, and the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. Watch this. It grew. That church, watch this, that church that was spiritual and relational grew. The church that decided, you know what, we're not going to get around people to get to God. That church grew. The church that understood that, that if I'm going to worship God with my whole heart, that I've got to hold hands with my brother. That church grew. He blessed that church because there was the recognition that there was the spiritual and the relational. And if I'm going to be spiritual, I've got to be relational. Amen, somebody. I'm through. Ain't no hooper, no holler. Done. Stick a fork in it. Here's what I need you to do. Do this for me. Do this for me. Hold your neighbor's hand. Hold your neighbor's hand. If you got a neighbor, hold your neighbor's hand. You got a neighbor, hold your neighbor's hand. And don't be mean. I just talked about community, so hold your neighbor's hand. Amen. And while you're holding the neighbor's hand, let's pray this prayer. 
God, our Father, how grateful and how thankful we are. You are the God who gives us each other. What a blessing it is to be holding the hand that we hold. This person to whom I'm connected, this person that is a part of my fellowship. God, I bless you for the person whose hand I hold right now. I thank you for the part that they play in my life and in my spiritual development. Ways that I'm not even aware. Perhaps they're praying for me and I don't even know about it. I thank you, God. And Lord, I pray now that I would be a better part of this body. That I would be more relational, intentionally opening my heart and opening my home. So that relationships would be developed and that faith would be strengthened. God, do it in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray that we would be the kind of church that you would grow because we are spiritual and relational. Because we know that in order to bless you, we've got to be on one accord with each other. Bless us, Lord. Make us one. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Listen, if you're here this morning and perhaps you've been coming and you don't have a church home, perhaps you've been coming and you've not yet given your life to Christ, or perhaps you've been coming and you strayed away and you're not where you need to be in your faith, I want to invite you to come now. I want to invite you to come to this place and become a part of this church, a part of this fellowship, yes. Because I believe this. I believe that God has you here for a reason. I believe it's not by mistake or by coincidence that you're here this morning and I'm preaching about community and that's been something that you've been needing in your life. That's not chance or luck or coincidence. That's the Holy Spirit. And all I ask that you do is obey the prompting of the Spirit and become a part of this fellowship. Now listen, I will tell you this up front. We're not the perfect church. But we may very well be the perfect church for you. And if you're here this morning, we invite you to come. The doors of the church are open. I see you. Hmm. Please see me. Wow, wow, wow. We're all a part of God's body. Stand with me. Agree with me. We're all a part of God's body. It is His will that every need be supplied. You're important. You are important. To I need you. Me. I need you. I need you to survive. Can you tell your neighbor you're important? You're important to me. You're important to me. I may not act like it, but you're important to me. I need you. I like the way you modified that. Did you hear what he said? He said, I see you. Please see me. I see you. I see you. Please see me. Please see me. We're all apart. We're all apart of God's Stand with me. Stand with me. Agree with me. We're all apart. We're all apart of God's body. It is His will. 
that every need, that every yes. need be supplied. You are important to me. You are important to I me. need you. I need you to survive. You are, you are, you are, you are. You are important to I me. need you. I need now here's a promise when we wake here. Survive. I pray for you. I pray. You pray for me. You pray for me. I love you. I love you. I need you. I need you to survive. I won't harm I won't harm you. Words from my mouth. With words from my mouth. Because I love you. I love you. Oh, I need you. I need if you're willing to make that promise, why don't you stand to your feet and say, I pray I for you. Pray for now you. I need you to pray for me. You pray for me. I love you. I love you. And I need you. I need I won't harm you. I won't That's a promise I'm making with words from my mouth. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it because I love you and I need you. If you really mean it, tell your neighbor, look him in the eye. I pray for you. Tell him I need you to pray for me. I love you and I need you. Yes. And I won't harm you with words from my mouth. Said I love you and I need you. Hey, I pray for you. You pray for me. Said I love you and I need you. And I won't harm you with words from my mouth. Said I love you. Oh, I need you. I pray, I pray, I pray for you. You pray for me. Said I love you. Said I need you. I'm not gonna hurt you. Words from my mouth. Words. Oh, I love you. I love you. I love you. I need you to. It is. It is. At every need. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Thank you, deacons. You are, you are, you are, you are important. I need you. I need you to You are, you are, you are, you are important. Should I need you? This table and the elements that sit upon it symbolize many things. But one thing that I want to lift up this morning that it symbolizes is unity. We call this communion. 
communion. And in communion, for us to experience communion, we have to have community. Oneness. Unity, oneness of faith, oneness of spirit, oneness of mind. We certainly come here together, gathered under the blood of Jesus Christ. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. That's what unites us. But it also suggests that if we come to this table of communion, experience community, that there cannot be disagreement. There cannot be strife. There should not be wrath or things that create harm and hurt. I believe that's why Paul says that we ought to examine ourselves. So what I want to do is just take a moment that you might engage in some self-examination. I'm not going to pray. I'm going to ask that you pray your prayer. In this moment of self-examination, allow the Lord to reveal to you what should not be. And when he does so through his spirit, I invite you to confess it. Believing that the Bible is true when he says, if you confess your sins... That he is faithful and just to forgive you of all of your sins and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Won't you take this moment and engage now in some self-examination. Now, God, for your grace and your mercy and your faithfulness, we give you thanks. Thank you for hearing us. Thank you for cleansing us. Thank you for giving us yet another chance. In Jesus' name, amen.
because this is communion and we celebrate unity. If there is one here with a gluten sensitivity and the normal wafers would give you problems, we do have gluten-free wafers. If you will identify yourself, Deacon Gentry will serve you the gluten-free wafer that you might be able to participate in the Lord's Supper with us. Let us pray, pray. Let us drink wine together. Praise God together.
omitted? We're coming to the balcony. Has anyone else been omitted? served they took bread break it and blessed it and said take eat this is my body which is broken for you likewise in the same manner he took the cup and blessed it saying this is the blood of the new testament which is shed for the remission of sin as often as we do this, we do show forth his death and suffering until he comes again. Let us drink together. And when they had sung a hymn, they went out into the Mount of Olives. May the grace of God and the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide with each of you now, henceforth, and forevermore. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen and amen. Amen.